Well, back again. Back. The haters said we wouldn't be here. <laughs> we should just open with that every... I feel like it's been like a couple podcasts now that we've opened with that. Let's just make it our, our new intro. The haters thought we wouldn't make it. We're back. <laughs> but we're back. <laughs> Cuckoo, ka-choo. Um, Simon, how are you? I'm doing really good. You know, I finally did it. I finally spent like some money on betting and I get it. What like what are what are we talking what are, what are we talking about like, in terms of like okay so the way you phrased it, it made it sound like it was like expensive. Yeah. I got like a lightweight comforter. Yep. I got uh-huh. eucalyptus cooling sheet like duvet cover on top of that. And mm-hmm. I got like a new set of sheets. Yeah, just like what, all around. What thread count are we talking about here? It's not about thread count, actually. Isn't it? No. What is it about? Um, I don't know. <laughs> but whatever sheets I got, it's about that. It's whatever that is. It's whatever that is. Yeah. Slept like an angel. Can I just tell you, like, speaking of, like, going and being a little bit kind of whimsical with, with money? Yeah, that it was a whimsical purchase. I guess, okay, I spent, guess how much money I spent on a bottle of hand soap last week? Oh my God. Guess. Luxury hand soap? I'm going to guess $40. Ding, ding, ding. That's that exactly how much I spent. <laughs> it must be a good hand soap. Though. Have you, have you, have you heard of the brand Aesop? Yes. A-E-S-O-P. They do beauty stuff. They do beauty stuff, yeah. but like they also make hand soap do they do like candles as well is it a whole like home decor lifestyle beauty i don't i only made it to the hand soap on the website because i i knew about it because my favorite one of my favorite restaurants young Mm Joni, they um use aesop in their bathrooms oh and it is like really Mm. really good smelling hand soap so are you hooked are you only buying Aesop hand soap now? No. Okay. Um, I, is it like I, every now and then a treat? So it's like one of those. It's it. I had that. Do you ever get the urge where you're just like, I don't know what I need to spend money on, but I but need I to spend money. Mama, I was just high on shrooms the other week and bought a fanny pack for like a hundred dollars that lights up. So you have yeah. to have a fan. You have to have a light a fanny pack. Yeah, it's like the, I'm bringing it to to Red Rocks for oh, purple it's gonna disco be so machine. Fun. It's gonna be great. I can't. Okay, are you? Do you have your outfit figured out? Not at all. Me either. I have. I decided whether I'm gonna get a purple wig. Thought about it. I bought it. You I bought, bought it. a purple wig. Are you gonna get styled beforehand? Who the f- whoever that was in the chat being like, I recommend you bring it that to was, your stylist. That was our dear friend Eric Bogan. Shout out. We Shout out you. if you're listening. I was like, are you are you joshing me? I'm gonna go get this twenty dollar Amazon wig style. And it's for probably about co- forty dollars. It's gonna cost way more. Yeah, like what? What? <laughs> and then like I also know that there are people in the group that are like, Yeah, I'm not wearing a wig. I don't wanna wear a wig. And I'm personally like I will bring one and I will wear yeah. it for a photo, but I hate wigs. I can't help myself. I throw on a wig, mama, and I'm a different person. I can't stop touching it. Yeah. I'm confident. Yeah. I feel very mm-hmm. sensual. I need you to keep the wig on. Yeah. 
I'd like to keep the wig on, please. I'd like to keep it on. <laughs> so maybe I will show up and just cause sexual terror at uh, this concert. But I was like, I'm trying to, like, I was trying to look for, like, what a summary disco outfit would look like. And I have no... Mm, definitely I feel like, it's like a like, halter top, a uh, sparkly halter top. Maybe a go-go sk- mini go-go skirt. What I was, what I'm envisioning in my head yeah. is I'm envisioning like a flowy long sleeve shirt with a lot of ruffles in the front. Oh yeah, uh huh. But the thing is, is I want to prioritize being comfortable. Yeah, and that could go pirate really quickly. Which, you know, there's a <laughs> dance agenda event that's gonna be pirates and sailors. Oh, wow. There you go. So I mean, it wouldn't wouldn't be the worst multi-purpose in the world. fit. <sighs> I like. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know. Like, are you someone that likes to dress no. up? I hate it. I hate dressing I, up for a theme. You go to a circuit party and it's like heroes, superheroes, uh, jungle. No, um, no camo. Who like, are we kidding? No. Our shirts are all going to be off. Like I'm going to be wearing probably next to nothing in about 20 minutes. So. Like we don't need to worry about this. This is stupid. What who are, are we doing here? Who are we fooling? I you know. Hate it. Was, and like the idea of having an outfit that I'm only going to wear for Once. one purpose. God, God, no. I think we talked about this a while back about the what what is that one Canterbury Park or what's that thing called? <laughs> yeah, the horse place. No, but like there's the one event that people like get all dressed up for. Uh, the Kentucky Derby is what you're thinking of. That's yeah. the one. I yeah. knew it was horses and I was like, yeah, I'm not about that lifestyle with it's, this like cosplay where like we're we're role playing like white high white society which is probably racist. It, I mean, not probably. Like, definitely. Yeah, I don't get that appeal either. Uh, I just, yeah, all those types of things. I am not. I'm not here for. If it's a big hat, it's a sun hat because I'm on the beach and I need the protection. I always need the protection. You know what I mean? Oh, with yeah. my bald head, mama. <laughs> That's tough. That's you gotta, gotta be wearing hat. Which I have hard. to say, I got. I have a solar power um, oh. bucket hat. <laughs> That I bought, I want to say, when Solar Power was announced very a year Gen and a half ago. Very Gen Z. It just came, like, maybe a month and a half ago. <laughs> and I am loving it. You know what? Artists merch, when bought online, they truly are playing the long the, game. The long game. It is, it's not fast and loose, it's slow and loose. Why even advertise it on your website <laughs> when it's not going to come for eight months? Know. I don't know. God. It's hilarious, though. I ordered a Doja Cat vinyl straight from Never do it. months ago. <sighs> I think it was supposed to ship, like, the beginning of this month after months delay. I don't think it has. No. Am I going to get that vinyl? Do you even want the vinyl anymore? I would like it. <laughs> I just spent the money. You spent the money. <laughs> I, yeah, I, and then they and then you email them and you're like, what's the update? And they're like, well, you have two options. You can either cancel or you can wait another year. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, I, I'm asking, like, what are you, what are you smoking? What's taking the delay? Like, help me understand. Because yeah. right now it feels like you didn't even, none of this merch was created, which that right. might even be it. They might not have any of the merch created outside of like the sample pieces, and they just are like, "We're gonna create it, make to order, one big bitch." I hate that. Which is smart. It is smart. It is. But I hate it. You're really, you're really, you know, leading us on here. Leading us on. 
Um, well, I have to ask. So yeah. you mentioned you got new bedding. Mm-hmm. Did that help you um, be able to go to sleep the night before the Little Mix final show? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm so glad you asked about that because I couldn't sleep regardless of my bedding situation. You know, I wet the bed. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, unrelated, unrelated. unrelated. <laughs> but you know what? This last week, we were able to attend definitely what was the most hottest music event of that last week wouldn't you say i would i mean honestly probably of this year <laughs> like we're ta- we're talking be. an artist that has gone through so much an artist that has released Album. arguably albums albums yeah and arguably bops some bops yeah and the fact that they decided to take a break and have a last show, I mean... We had to be there. We had to be there. And, and we were. And, of course, Aaron, what we're talking about is famed UK supergroup Little Mix. Yes, of course. They, they were streaming their last concert live from London. You know, we were... It, it, I have to say, it was mm. like we were there all the way from Minnesota. We almost were. I mean, <laughs> as close as we were to the screen, might as well have been. Um, might as well have been. And now, this past weekend, friend of the pod, Luke Egerich, he hosted um, really a who's who's social event for the, the the who's who I should say of Little Mix fans the Canterbury Park elite <laughs> the Canterbury Park elite <laughs> and we were lucky enough to get two press passes we weren't invited as guests no, no way it was press it was work we we were there we had assignments and I know that usually when we have press events we get one pass and it's usually Aaron traveling yeah yeah a la Coachella but you know what we were able to get two for this one. We, we, we got a plus one. So <laughs> it we, was still invited to me, and I said, plus one, Simon. Thank you. You know what? You know what? Yeah, sure. I deserve it. And it's local. Yeah. It's easy to get. Easy to travel. Don't have to pay for a plane to Right. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheap. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Simon, yeah. we promised some of the, the folks there that we would really give our thoughts on the, the concert mean, experience. We had to review it. What was what was the vibe like in the room? Paint the picture. Mm, so you walk in, and first of all, there's a wonderful food spread. Wow, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's all kind of with cute little nods to the girls in the group. So you've got, you know, Perry's Pastries, which I had a couple. Shout out to my eggs. Shout out to my eggs, the egg bake. I mean, how good. And then belegda bacon. <laughs> Floppy belegda bacon. Um, and I do want to talk about the bacon. So Luke was making all of the, you know, a lot of the stuff that we ate. And yeah. he he did like really crisp the first round of floppy belegda bacon. So it was more like crispy belegda bacon. It definitely was. Now, yeah. way in on the record. Are you a crispy bacon crispy. guy or do you like it a little softer? No, always crispy. Yeah. I, I don't want it to be like burnt. Yeah. But it definitely is like an inch from burnt. Yeah. You I'm know? like borderline, like almost a little burnt is fine with me. Borderline. Borderline. Even with toast. I'm like, <sighs> just crisp the hell out of it. I do like when there's like a you couple know? little bits of uh-huh. 
chewiness to it, yeah. but like mostly crunch. Right. Right. Give me that crunch. Absolutely. Um, so you've got your giant food spread, mm-hmm. and then basically you're dealing with just wild energy. People are excited. They're right. there to to see their girls tear it up for maybe one last time for now. For now? Question mark. Well, I mean, they'll they'll be doing their own thing. One of the things that we um, we learned from Luke mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. that they have been talking about when they are going to be releasing their albums and they purposefully are choosing to not have them around the same time so that they can each wow. have a spotlight on their own. Wow, women supporting women. Except for Jesse. Jesse's doing her own thing. <laughs> I guess Oh not Jesse. Who am I thinking? No, of? you're thinking yeah, you're yeah. right, Jesse, you got it. Don't oh, doubt wow. yourself. I'm, I'm learning their names. I really am. <laughs> I just, there's one of them I'm still not totally sure. Well, you, who do we have? You have you've got Jesse's gone. Perry looks like Katy Perry. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Jade, who's like very. I think she's very funny. I like her. Jade. Jade yeah. seems like a good one. Um, and then it's, there's the other one. Then there's the fourth. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't either. Well, whoever you are, you're shining bright, and you are loved. You're you are loved. loved by a lot by some people. That's right. Um. So, so Simon. It was an intimate venue too. Like mm. we, this was not uh, yeah. an event that anyone was invited to, or even that there was enough Very room exclusive. to like have tons of people. You, yeah. this was an exclusive party. Yes, this for was, an exclusive an event. You know, this was Luke's in Luke's apartment. Very exclusive. Which, if you've not been to Luke's apartment for uh, a concert, you yeah. are missing out. Really missing out. Rivals yeah. the Armory. It rivals First Avenue. Absolutely. He has the stars on the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a picture of us in like one of those framed newspaper articles. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was a cute little moment. Yeah. Uh, made the made the local paper. <laughs> um, Star Trib. So we had uh, other other friends of the pod that that have been on. I think. Really, only notably would have been Rick Parmeter yeah. mm-hmm. from the M.O. episode. episode. That's right. Which, by the way, I went back and listened to that album, and it still fucking slaps. I okay. love Motor Drum. Oh. I haven't gone back to that one. Well, that's okay. That's all right. So, so for some people, that's not for other people. That's right. So, Simon, um, we we get some food. We find our spots. Mm-hmm. What's next? Well, what's next is about. A thirty-minute wait, because that's about how late they started. Yeah, they they definitely were not on time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe you know yeah. what? My theory is with that is they know that a good chunk of their audience is gay, <laughs> and they're late. Gay people are yeah. always late. Yeah, and they said, you know what? We're gonna start thirty minutes late so that way the gays can enjoy the full show. And they really did that. Consider it. That, you, know, you know, honestly, yeah. gay rights. Exactly. They said it. And yeah. I, I'll say also, at while um, we were waiting, they started to showcase all of the different tweets from across the mm. across the world. That was a really great way to kind of gauge their demographic. I saw a lot of cats, and oh. I saw a lot of you know about age four to eleven. Four to eleven with their parents yeah. in like a movie theater. Yeah, we're, we're, was this like streaming? Which it, come on, AMC? Theaters? Were you not? Yeah. Like, where where was this? We where where was my IMAX moment for this concert? I would have loved to 
be able to have popcorn oh, and just lay popcorn. back in those seats. Exactly. Oh. You remember those, um, you know, in like the pre-commercials for the theater that they make? How it's like, sit back, relax, enjoy the movie. And it's all this bullshit. Remember when 3D used to, like, they're really trying to push it? And it would show the kids, like, with their 3D glasses on. (laughs) And they'd be, like, reaching out. Because trying to get what's in front of them. I always always saw that part. I was like, those fucking idiots. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. (laughs) There's nothing there. Just like 3D, that kind of went out the window. Well, you know what? Speaking of 3D, speaking mm. of concerts, speaking yeah. of theater, mm-hmm. one of the 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 um, my only concert experiences in theater or in theaters was Jonas Brothers, the 3D the concert. 3D experience. concert. Could you touch them? Did you feel that you? Were oh, I was that little child. I was reaching out, <laughs> trying to grab the screen, trying to grab the bulge. You know. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> there probably would have yeah. been a lawsuit had I actually been able to. Um, yeah, yeah. That, but my hands were, were fully extended. There's something really poetic about that that vision. Yeah, yeah. Know, it's re- reaching out. Can't bring back it. 3D movies. Yeah. Come on. You know, Come I did on. see the first Avatar in 3D, and that's probably the only way you should see it. Only you, way you need to see it. What I would have loved to see in 3D, yeah. which I didn't, I, would have been... Doctor Strange, the first one, because oh. there's so much like mirror dimension shit. It's almost yeah. almost like Inception. Okay, Inception's another good one for 3D. I feel like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's those movies where it's like a, a pretty depth specific movie, and mm-hmm. I I don't know. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the bet on that. Yeah. So the 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 show started 30 minutes late. Yeah, but then they were there. But then they showed up. That's that's when it happened. Now just. Let's just dive in general thoughts. What do you think of the outfits? What did you think about the songs they chose? Just where do you want to start? I mean... So one of my burning questions I wanted to ask oh, you, yes, and I, I'm curious about, uh-huh. is a lot of artists, when they go on tour, mm-hmm. they have the same outfit they wear every single night. Yeah. And they do their costume changes, yes. but it's... The same outfit, yeah, yeah, or same outfits yeah. every single night makes sense logistically, you know. Do you think by the end of tour, they are pretty rancid? You know what? It's a really good question. Like, do they have time to go to the dry cleaners between each show? Because you know these tours, back to back to back to back, or just night after night after night. night Can you believe? Night. You, you know, know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And so to me, I just go like, I don't know about you, but yeah. wearing clothes that are like smelly and damp, like, I mean, yeah. sometimes like sometimes scent can be hot. Sometimes it's sexy. But if it's your own <laughs> and yeah. it's and it's like been that long, sometimes yeah. you're like, oh, I don't want to put that on again. I'm just praying that Gaga's got a dry cleaner with her. On tour. You know, you know, yeah, something to help out. But like... That would just be awful. I've always wanted to ask an artist that, like, <laughs> how bad does everyone's clothes smell? Like, yeah. do, when do you wash them? That's a great question. You know, we're going to find someone that can answer We're going to find out. PJ. PJ, PJ, figure that out. Figure it out. Um, Let's talk their outfits. 
Now, they came out, there was a lot of jumpsuits, as there will be. As um, there will be. For a pop, you know, girly concert kind of vibe. Um, all different colors, and they seem to kind of like, Perry, you're wearing this color tonight. Right, <laughs> Jade, yeah. you're wearing this color tonight. Other girl. <laughs> <laughs> you're in that color. You're in that color. Now, they came out, you know, their own little color Tonight, jumps. do you think they changed each night? <laughs> Look, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Anyways, all I'm saying is, like, it was really heavy-handed, like, okay, this girl's wearing pink tonight. You know, it was like maybe not last night. We couldn't we get don't a know. little, uh, <laughs> a little variety. But they came out with these like cute little jumpsuits. They had like cute little boa fringe moments happening. But you know, one of the girls was a Perry. No, Perry had a good color. It was the other. No, it was Jade. I don't. Remember. It was Jade. No, it was Jade. Anyway, one of them was wearing yellow, and she was out there looking like a sexy Big Bird. Yeah, Big Bird definitely was an inspiration for that outfit. Absolutely. What I what I would say about the outfits was that they all looked like they could have been on the drag race runway. <laughs> yeah. And they would have been a flop. Like they would have <laughs> they would have been a boot, you know? I was getting around to that. Yeah. I don't think I mean between Fifth Harmony and Little Mix where are these stylists? Like where are they getting them? But I I, I honestly think it's one trying to be um, cohesive with a, a theme. Yeah. yeah. Two, mm-hmm. you are trying to look for function, so you don't want to be gotta like... Gotta be able to move. You gotta be able to move. Gotta and they did do a it. little bit of choreo. A little choreo here, on there. A little you walk saw. over to this stage, point. Yeah. Walk over to the other side, point. One, two, three, four. You know. Yeah. Um, but I think it was probably that that function level, and I think I was... I, I, I don't know if I turned to you or who I turned to, but I was like... This is their final tour. They're trying to like make it as low budget, high profit as possible. <laughs> That's what you want to do. And so if that means that your outfits are going to be more on the cheaper side. Well, there you go. Something you could find on Amazon. <laughs> you know what? You do that. This is this might be your last paycheck. That's right. You know? Damn. Those royalty checks won't last forever, maybe. You know, if they're not putting out new music, their old music is not going to stand the test of time, I don't think. That's right. Maybe it will. Who knows? Now, how did we feel about their actual performances? Like, did we like the songs? Were they belting? How are you feeling about that? You know, I um, was pleasantly surprised by yeah. how well they all sang. I think Perry in particular. Oh, wow. Very much pulled a Zane from One Direction. And um, whenever it was her turn to sing, she kind of did the vocal runs and kind oh, of was yeah. like... Here's my voice. Yeah. Now y'all keep up. She was ready to showcase a run or two. She really was. And she um, she definitely did a, a, a bang up job. Mm-hmm. But they all did. They all did pretty good vocally. What I would what I would say is they they focused a little bit um, in between songs, and they're like, "This is our final show. It's so meaningful and all that." Really emotional. But then I also didn't, like, I don't think their voice cracked once when they sang. And there wasn't, like, that, like, oh, I can't, stop, 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 I can't, you know? Like, it was, they... Except that one moment where she was like, wait, can you start over? I think I missed my cue. I think she just missed her cue. Yeah, she she did. did. She did miss her cue. (laughs) I wouldn't have known. I honestly wouldn't have known. I mean, I wouldn't have known. There were a couple songs in the, the concert that I didn't know. Yeah, me but, too. But majority of them I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would say 
Um, one of my biggest things and gripes about it were, were outside of Black Magic. Well, a couple things. Black Magic. You actually think you must. I think you left right before that. No, Black, Black Magic, Magic was kind of in the middle, but it was like so, shortened. It was quick. They they didn't. <laughs> My favorite song, they decided to cut short. Yeah, you can tell they hate performing this. And they also sang Black Magic and Shout Out to My Ex as their openers. Yeah. Gals, you end with fucking Sweet Melody. That is a huge song. People love that song. You know who doesn't like that song? Aaron. Me. Well, they should have thought about that. I said, as long as they don't put... A sweet harm or melody as the final song. And I'll be they, okay. What did they do? They did just that. Wow. Okay. So flop on that end. Flop on a lot of a lot of the song choice ends. There yeah. were some songs that I wish they would have put. And you know what? They didn't sing "Holiday." I don't understand what the little mixers are. Oh, doing. they did. They did. What? They did. That was the song right before um, "Sweet Melody." Shut up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go. So I had a previous engagement that I had to leave. Just a couple songs early, but you know what? They started late, and I, I was on time. And not only that, they also um, shouldn't be ending with "Holiday" either. It's not. Yeah, apparently it's that not that good pop- of a song. I think it's a great song. Apparently, it's not that popular. Which what? there were just some choices that they made. One of the things they also did. So going back to our um, our concert um, back and forth, one of the things that they also did was like. Okay, so I want to hear from the crowd. What's one song we've never performed that you want to hear? I hate when people do that. And they, like, pretended to listen for a while. They were like, we don't know what you're saying, so we're <laughs> going to do this one. It's like, girl, we know you had that planned all along. Across the board, I hate when artists are like, let's bring it to the fans that are here. I'm like, no, I came to see a concert that you curated. Don't fucking ask these dipshits. I don't give a fuck. Well, you know, I would love to actually have input, but have it heard. Fake input is not appreciated. You know, like, yeah. it, it really it really felt like, I think I heard someone say this song. And you're like, I think I heard Simon say holiday. <laughs> and, the, and they're like, so we're going to do that one. And you're yeah. like, yeah, we know that you aren't whatever. No, so dumb. Ugh. And, you know... Back to the vocals, really quickly, like we said, they all did a pretty good job. There was a lot of the hold the mic out to the crowd. Which, you know... How do we feel about this? I I think as a live stream viewer, mm-hmm. you don't hear... No. You don't hear the, the crowd singing as much as, as you hope you would. Mm-mm. But I would say on top of it... I don't all I don't really enjoy it a lot. No. But but I I my theory with that is that they probably were doing it because those were the moments that they would have choked been choking up and they needed the backup. <sighs> they said I can't sing this part. Well, that segues next, you know, into my next topic was the amount of crying that was happening at that concert. The, Mia. Well, okay, so um one of the things that went along with that was when when they panned to the audience. It was a I I, I would say it was about fifty fifty of people really engaged in the moment and yeah. like teary eyed, and then the other fifty percent looked like they were at the wrong concert. <laughs> I missed that. You know, they they looked like 
Oh my goodness. I don't know this song. I'm watching a basketball game on my phone. You know, like. <laughs> and for some reason, the crowd decided, or the, the cameras decided to turn to them. This is a good shot. We better capture this. You know, there's someone over here that is really experiencing something. And look, I would be shocked if they weren't going to get emotional, like, maybe once or twice, you know? Like, it's the last concert, sure. But it was, like, seven, eight times we're talking about how sad we are that this is the last concert. I'm like, ladies, we're performers. Get your shit together. Oh, no, I, I eat the get sentimental together. shit. I, I, I eat that sentimental shit. I was, I was getting a little pissed. I was getting sentimental. I almost like got teary-eyed at one point. We went separate paths at that point. I was like, God damn it. I just, go. you know, because I, th- I think t- it's a big, imagine, okay, imagine that you've been doing this for 11 years, almost 11 years, they said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> imagine the leap of faith you're taking to go... We need to do things on our own. Yeah. Yeah. What if that doesn't work out? Like, imagine taking a leap of faith and it not working out. Well, then hopefully they can go home and, you know, tear up a little bit in their bathtub of money. But the thing is, is like, do they have a lot of money? <laughs> Gotta have, have some they money they enough? went on tour. They weren't that successful here. But they're huge in the UK. Allegedly. Allegedly, but like <laughs> record labels, the whole thing, kit and caboodle of it you all. You never know how, how the contract shakes out. And they're probably nervous. Like, the big question is going to be of the band, who's going to bop and who's going to flop? Well, aren't they all like dating or married to like really famous footballers over there? <laughs> I don't know. I think Perry is at least. Well, two of them are knocked up. One of them was like, I'm single. Oh, she's like a dog mom. That was yeah. another interesting highlight of the concert. They all talked about how they were moms now. Two of them to, you know, like human children and then one of them to a dog. It was like, this is weird. This is a weird, <laughs> a weird, weird moment, moment, but whatever. <laughs> okay, work, you know. Um, I was looking through my other notes and they all honestly don't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that I would add is there was an insanely long amount, like large amount of time dedicated to like shouting out their backup dancers. The backup dancers had, uh, I want to say at least a uh, 10 con- minute long dance break without yeah. the girls up there. Yeah. They were obviously doing a costume change, which probably would have been like three minutes they needed I don't know no these dancers had way too long and one of them was like may have been like almost perceived as a like a relationship with Perry did you pick up on that the the girl on girl the the yes the one gal was like literally right there and got the center stage I did have a note that I think it was Jade was grinding on one of those man mans and they're for sure fucking you can't tell me otherwise I don't want to believe and, you if you're good, good for them. No. Good for them. No. But the, so not only was there like a 10 minute dance break where they all got like a solo moment, which is great. Then the girls came out, sang another song, then immediately sat down again and did another talk thing to us. I'm like, oh, Jesus, here we go. Yeah. And one of the dancers had like a mono, like a speech moment. I'm like, well, I don't want to hear him. No offense. I don't want to hear him. I want to see him dance. I don't want to. Oh, God. It was a lot. One of the other things um, that happened after you left was um, the karaoke machine was brought out. (laughs) How did that go? I just have to say, I need to buy that karaoke machine. Mm -hmm. It's portable. 
Okay. You don't need to have it plugged in. Wireless. It's Bluetooth to your phone. So you use your phone for the music. Incredible. And you use YouTube to like look up the Okay. This okay. song karaoke. Yeah. So you can do anything. We performed on the balcony. We performed in the living room. I may have gotten uh, an actual hand over mouth at one point because it was not my moment to sing. <laughs> Shout out trying to Carly to, if you're listening. Trying to hijack the karaoke moment. Which honestly, the spirit was moved. It wasn't. I didn't have the mic, and she was doing her special. Like not Carly, but this this girl Megan. I think her name was. Yeah. Was doing a special moment. Very special. Do you remember and the she, song? No. Okay. I'm going to imagine it was um, I Love You Always Forever, that song. No, we were only doing little mix songs. Oh. It was, um, I don't know which one it was. Black a slower magic. song. A slower song. A slower okay. song with like, you know. I can Ballad. A ballad. Okay. What's the one with the, the is it Jason Derulo character? Couldn't and tell you. Secret Love Song. That's what it was. Sure. That okay, is okay, it. Okay. I got there. Yeah. I found a way. I found well, a way. Glad one of us did. But Simon, do you have any last thoughts on the, the album? Um, we or not may, the album, the concert. <laughs> we may have sounded very negative, but um, I will say we had a great time. I had a great time, <laughs> a wonderful time, and we were humbled to be invited as press. Right. So, yeah. if there are any other events, um, people that are listening that you think mm-hmm. would be great, um, we'll be there. We'll guest cover passes it. for we'll we will. We'll yeah. go. Get us red there. carpet. E. Yeah. Met Gala. We do do red carpet interviews for free. Uh, Simon does. Yeah. I will take the check. Hmm. Okay. Well, I should have thought about that when I did my contract. It's but, a little, oh well. you know, you know, that's that's how it goes. Yeah. But Simon, honestly, people probably at this point are going. The title of the uh, the episode <laughs> says that you're reviewing. Um, yeah. What is this? The third Little Mix episode. <laughs> this uh, might as well be. It's it says you're reviewing Dance Fever by Florence and the Machine. Well, are you ever going to get to it? Well, I mean, we we could if you want. If okay, <laughs> leaders, if you want us to review yeah. the the album Dance mm-hmm. Fever by Florence and Machine, I want you to shout as loud as you as can. As loud as you can and we'll pause. Okay, that wasn't loud enough. I know you yeah. can go louder. You can go louder. Come on. Okay, one more time. Oh. Oh, oh. I a little bit louder. Um, okay, okay. Uh, one last time. Okay. With me. Ready? Go. You wow. guys totally want us to review wow, the album. You guys Ugh. really did that. This See? that was the loudest I've ever heard a crowd at a concert. This city is my favorite city. Ah, <sighs> yeah. You know what? I'm just feeling something in the energy in this crowd. You guys yeah. just. The last time I was here. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I needed to come back, and I'm so happy I did. <laughs> yeah, very that. Very that. Very that. Ugh. Well, we are officially uh, here in yeah. in this moment. Aaron, tell me a little bit about you know your relationship with Florence. Yeah, right, so we're going, we're we're diving in, we're head first. Yeah. Well, so Florence um, in the machine, I have been listening to since the very get go. Like yes. Lungs, I think, was the first album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> never ever was even remotely like kind of in my inner circle of albums or artists that I loved. Sure. Okay. But was always within uh, well-liked proximity. 
That is a great way of putting it. And uh, I mean, I think we all um, found Florence and the Machine through that episode of Glee that they covered. Dog days are over. That's that's yes. how we all found every yes. every single <laughs> Florence and the Machine listener. Yeah, found through that. That was yeah. They they. They didn't have a record label before that. No, Florence was like, this is my big break. Yeah, they were I'm finally Move over, Tina Cohen-Chang. Yeah. Move Ra- over, Kurt Hummel. Ryan Murphy found <laughs> her drunk singing in a bathroom in L.A. And he said, I've got to get you on the show. I've got to get you. You're, not you, your but song. your song. <laughs> that's right. And that's and the rest is history. The rest is history. I've seen Florence once in concert. We bought so like one thing I'm I'm realizing now is like if you know a show is not gonna sell out, buy the shittiest ticket you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And some a lot of times what they'll end up doing is if it's no close nowhere near selling out, they'll upgrade you. You go up to the the area and they'll have like things. They'll go, do you want GA or do you want like lower level? Where do you want to be? Okay. And you're like, well, I guess I'll take over lower level. Yeah. Lower level because I did not want to be. Like standing for Florence and the Machine concert, no, it's a little bit slower. Sit, it's, it's a sit down. Concert. It's a sit down concert, so we chose say. that. But yeah. um, saw her once. Mm-hmm. What venue? Target Center. Ugh. I know. I know. You know how we feel, but okay. How was it? You know what? It was. It was fine. I. Fine. She. She puts on the. I think a word I would describe Florence with, is. She is the embodiment of the word ethereal. Yeah. She gives like witchy vibes. Very, very witchy, kind of spirited, kind of like transcendent. Yeah. Um, She definitely doesn't have a planner. No, no planner. No planner. but But her songs also are very like... One thing about Florence is her songs are... To me, they're not simple like the Sigrid of the world. No. They're, they're not simple to understand. They really yeah, almost need to read them and then read them again and mm. then read theories about them and then you'll finally be able to go, yeah. maybe I, I and then think like, I get it. Watch the music video because there's something creatively that ties in with it that you that benefits your experience. All of the above. Really. All of the above. But yeah. she's more of a riddle artist with her lyrics, mm, mm-hmm. which can be great, but not amazing. Yeah. Um, what I will say is... Definitely a mood. We have mentioned her on the podcast because yeah. I remember mm-hmm. famed, um, infamous, I would say, oh. podcast mentionee, Bryant Seppel, dog killer. Her song, Dog Days Are Over, was, was the song that I thought best described him at a winter, uh, a winter camp a while back. You know, we've, we've now gone zero episodes without mentioning... The dog killer? The dog killer. <laughs> we gotta get a whiteboard for that. You know, yeah. It's one of those, like, this many days since injury, last yeah. injury. Yeah. In this case, the yep. injury. Zero. There is one person that we've mentioned a while back that we've not mentioned in a while. Yeah, and we won't though. And who's that? We'll find out in another episode. Yeah, it'll probably come up again. <laughs> it'll probably come up again. So one thing about Florence that I think kind of sets her apart in the pop, you know, genre is she has a very distinctive voice. Very. So I'm curious to know, live, did that translate well? Did oh it, yeah, it, it, she, she kills it. Okay, her vocals are great. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah, perfect. That because I've. 
I've always wanted to see her live. I hadn't had the opportunity and I had a feeling that that was like a real thing. I the thing I the thing I wish we were able to experience would be a more intimate maybe mm-hmm. like in Luke Egrich's living room absolutely show mm-hmm. by Florence because I think that Florence would nail it out of the park. Yeah. Like a First Avenue would be like ideal venue for her experience and her music. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't I don't or even like a festival where it's outside and it's kind oh, of that yeah, that yeah. naturey. Yeah. But being in like a corporate huge stadium <laughs> for someone that is kind of Literally like a target center. <laughs> in that witchy or whatever kind of vibe. Yeah. Doesn't feel it doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. Same with Lana. Saw her at Target Center. Wish I hadn't. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. I, I no, 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 thank you, no, no thank you. Um, so one of the things that um, that was interesting about the album that I learned there was a Zane and Lowe interview. Of course, there was a Pitchfork article. Oh, I did some research. Okay, and I also listened to like probably ten times to this album. Yeah, to get into it and, and try yeah. and dissect some of the the parts and pieces of it. But one of the things that What's interesting about this is this album was truly um, duly recorded pre and post, like not post, but like when things started to open up. Okay. And with that, the first chunk of the album was with Jack Antonoff. Of course he's on this album. And the second half of the album was with some random other person (laughs) from a band. I don't know. You just can't get rid of Jack Antonoff, can you? I don't know if I want to. He's everywhere. I don't, like, honestly, I I think he's super talented. He is. He's smart. He's, like, honestly, I I think I've I've mentioned this before, Bleachers is a fucking good show. You have mentioned that. It was, like, so good. So he he does it all, and I can't be mad at him for, like, taking the roots by storm. You know what I mean? Like... The Roots by Storm. Uh, whatever you want to call that yeah. that saying. What is it? Like taking <laughs> something by something? Taking the bull by the whip? The bull by the horns? Is that it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't taking, know. Taking the the roots by the... What's a... Something that grows. By the stem? Like a, like a, like a potato. They have roots or something. Grab the... Uh, grab the, this, but the, grab the plant by the roots. By the roots. <laughs> About, something about I bet you there's some language out there where that's the like literal translation and it means something else, you know? There always, always, always is. Um, there's an infinite amount of language out there, baby. But what they ended up kind of talking about with that was the album kind of fell into two different themes. Mm-hmm. When she was writing the album, it was... Um, <clears throat> she... This is what I feel like a lot of artists do and I'm kind of like eye roll about it is yeah. they'll like discover a big word <laughs> and they'll be like, oh my God, what a fun album theme. Yeah. yeah. In this in this case, it was uh, choreomania. Oh, yes. Is oh, like a condition yes. you can get where you like are twitching and you're moving and et cetera. And she was like, I'm obsessed with this word. I'm going to make like a dance album that's like... yeah." infected dance yeah the word choreomania was 
thrown up on the mood board. For it sure. was definitely there. Yep. And so you have an album that's kind of partially about dance, but also partially about kind of the experience of COVID. Mm-hmm. There's a song, um, oh gosh, where is it? Um, my Love. Mm-hmm. That actually, my love is is truly the what my interpretation of it is is it's like tell me where to put my love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I th- I, th- I think what she's there's more into the lyrics and I'm, I'm trying not to look at the, the lyrics or anything else like that because I play on my phone or something but it's 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 about during the age of COVID when she was having to stay at home. Mm-hmm. She's like, tell me where to put my love. I don't know where else to put it. Like, it's yeah. I enjoy music and I enjoy performing and I enjoy being a part of that. And like, yeah. now I don't know where to put that. Where's my outlet? Where's the outlet? What and will I, I get there? it back? Yeah. Which yeah. I think was is an interesting kind of choice in the song. Yeah. It, it kind of reflects on that. Um, they were saying that she was saying that this is like one of her more introspective albums where she was almost talking to herself versus Mm -hmm. talking to others. Mm -hmm. So the preaching wasn't at others. It was actually kind of to herself and more kind of about like, what is the path for me? Yeah. Um, Did you pick up on any of that? For sure. Yeah. No, I think that that central theme is really apparent throughout the whole album. You do get this, this vibe of like I'm trying to do something with this energy you know I'm trying to dance it out I'm trying to you know throw out my creative energy but I'm I'm like on this like crazy manic trip or something at the same time and it's like kind of chaotic energy and you see that a lot um also in the way the music videos are shot the choreo is really kind of all over the place and very interpretive and um yeah, I think both visually and through kind of the elements of uh, the song production and the lyrics, I thought she did a really good job of like carrying that quote unquote dance fever vibe throughout everything. Right, right. It there was there was a lot of um, yeah. I do feel like I was kind of able to dissect, and there were some kind of potent lyrics that came out mm-hmm. as a as a result, and. Uh, I remember when I was reading the 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 Pitchfork article, I was like, "Yep, those are the exact same ones I was I was thinking about too." Mm-hmm. Did you pick up on the lyric? Uh, I am freaking out in the middle of the street yes. with the the complete conviction of someone who has never had anything yes. actually really bad happen to them. One of my favorite lyrics on the album. So so good. I was like, I was like, that is kind of calling it out. Like, yes, it's the so world's aware. not just about you. It's the world, so, uh, like, and, and she she's talking like it's very much like. I know that like this isn't about me, but at the same time, I'm like, I still got feelings, babe. They're still happening. <laughs> right. the The tone was very much like her kind of looking back at herself, being like, "Yeah, you, your issues weren't big." Like, yeah, it's you know, like a cheeky self awareness. But one of the other things, um, one of the other lyrics that I that I kind of enjoyed in um song girl against god or girls against god oh yeah girls against god um was what a thing to admit but when someone looks at me with real love i don't like it very much Mm. and i think that actually also really resonated with me from uh, a perspective of i feel like one of the things that 
can be a reason why relationships have not worked for me Mm -hmm. is because as soon as someone's like interested in me and wanting to spend more time with me, I'm immediately Mm -hmm. like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Is it, uh, like they lose their appeal almost, or do you get nervous or what is that? I get nervous that they are more invested than I am. Oh, at that point. And it's not to say that that wouldn't like, I wouldn't be more invested or more invested. Cause I think that there are times where like, I end up finding myself way more invested than they are. Yeah. And that Mm -hmm. also is like a moment of, Oh my gosh. Like, I think I'm too invested. I probably should like it. Yeah. And it may be true and it may be not. Yeah. Mind does crazy things in those the mi- situations. The really mind does crazy does. things. But I think yeah. that, that like that in particular, that idea of when when I get the attention or when I get the love, mm-hmm. sometimes I get like uncomfortable by it. Oh. I like I much prefer doing nice things to others or giving to others and then like wow. when I am the center for me, I find that I have a really tough time accepting like when mm-hmm. someone's like Aaron, you're you're looking better than you've ever looked, or whatever else, or they're, or they're like, yeah. Um, yeah. you're just such like this, that, or the other. I'm like, don't give me a compliment. Sounds uh, relatable. But I also feel like there's um, a moment with that that it's almost by you telling me, mm-hmm. it makes it something that's not for me. Does that make sense? It's maybe feeling a little bit, bit like you don't think you deserve it. I don't, I don't, I, I think to, to me, it, it's not necessarily the deserve it. I feel like it's the, I am doing this for me or this brings me so much joy. Mm-hmm. And by you telling me how much, how great I am for doing it, it becomes less about why I'm doing it and it's more about how people are noticing and I don't care how people are noticing if that makes sense and so it almost belittles it because it makes it feel like I'm not doing it because I want to you're not doing it for yourself you're doing ulterior motives which I know it's not that case but in my (sighs) mind I'm always like whenever someone tells me those things or like Mm. when I go to the gym it's not for other people I don't I don't want you to comment on my body. I just want to mm-hmm. feel good in my, the skin I'm in. Yeah. I want to feel good about like my future of living, hopefully in a healthy, like in a healthy yeah. body. See, that's how it should be, and that's what I tell myself when I go to the gym. But that's not true for me. I know it's because I want to be desired. Let's be real. I I want to look hot. I think a lot of people are like that. Yeah. I am not. I am 100%. like. I am just and like. That's so healthy. Good for you. Babe. But I. But it also like <laughs> it makes it, it makes like any sort of like appreciation to me mm-hmm. just like fall on flat ears oh and me being gosh. like Ugh. that's so interesting mm. but yeah so i like I, I i that lyric really stood out to me and one of the other things that that also um kind of went along with that song that she talked about on um in the zane low interview was that i guess maggie rogers and her were recording in the same studio like a floor apart and so they ended up <laughs> both just like wow performing on each other's songs so there's a couple different songs, including um, that one where um, 
I couldn't tell that Maggie was. I I, I never can tell. Like, I'm not familiar enough with her where I think I would be able to key in on that. I I love Maggie Rogers, but like I think it's the same thing with like the with Lord. Um, in Solar Power, where she had like Phoebe Bridgers and a right. couple of other artists, I'm like, I didn't hear I them. Didn't hear that? It was real subtle. Where, <laughs> where did, where did you put them? You know, speaking of collaborations, you almost forget that you know, being the huge Gaga fan I am, <coughs> that Florence collabed with Gaga, and uh, and Gaga's list of collabs uh, is not long, so I think it says something to like her artistry. I well, I th- I think that Florence is truly seen as as like a Coachella headliner worthy. I think she's like an artist artist, you know? Yeah. She, she gets the assignment. And one of the other things too, that was interesting about the album that I honestly didn't notice until maybe 30 minutes before we hit the play button on this Mm -hmm. was that the album kind of goes between song and like written verse. Yes. Song written verse. Mm -hmm. But when you listen to it as an album and you're not really like, back and forth you're like oh this all sounds great but then like it, piece it apart and you're like very seamless one yeah. one minute 20 seconds then it's like a four minute song yeah, one minute 20 seconds notice. you don't it, even notice none of those shorter elements feel like filler they feel very intentional like, intentional and needed right for the, for the album 100 percent, yeah but uh definitely there were there were definitely some songs that i that stood out Mm-hmm. I would say that this was another album where finding a, a biggest flop is it it's, was a tar- a harder one for me. It was tough. It was tough. I think I, I'm I'm landing the plane on one of them, mm-hmm. um, but it definitely was like a, a, a tough one to go with for that. Yeah. What I would say in terms of kind of where I would think of the album as a whole mm-hmm. is. It felt very cohesive. Yes, one hundred percent. It it I it was it definitely feels like an album that I would go back to and listen to the album as a whole. Mm-hmm. It one of it, Florence didn't try to reinvent herself. This was very much similar vein as Adele. Where mm-hmm. I mean, I think Adele's latest album is a little bit of a trial by fire but not in a good way sometimes <laughs> yeah but like adele 19 21 25 were all like the songs could have been interchanged a little bit mm. same thing with with this album and all of her previous ones mm. they it didn't feel like she was exploring anything that she hasn't been huh. b- before from like a know. sound perspective huh maybe it's because i'm just not as familiar with florence like like you said she's always been in my peripheral of like artists I enjoy but don't necessarily like subscribe to the newsletter right um there was something that felt just a little more cohesive or different just conceptually for this album for me like it is still very much like the same vocal style kind of vibe but I don't know I I did find myself being like okay this is different than like the dog days era for me it felt it felt different enough it Maybe, maybe, yeah, and it is no, it is early not days for me. For, for, not for me. I'm still holding that line. <laughs> but one thing I'll say is, I feel like I'm just kind of scraping the surface with this album, especially lyrically. I feel like I'm gonna need a lot more listens to yeah. like, and I'm appreciating the album now, so I feel like that'll just continue. It, I mean, it's got to. It's got to. 
only one way to go but up. Right. Yeah. But so, yeah, overall, this album felt like a bop for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I still feel like it's probably not going to be in my, like, Rolodex of immediate plays. Yeah. But I think when I want to listen to Florence, this is an album that I would go back to and listen to from beginning to end. And overall, I appreciated the journey. Yeah. Great. And there's a couple songs that, like, even though um, they're not super boppy, I did have fun listening to them, and I would totally, like, want to hear them at the club a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. What about you, Simon? Yeah, no, for me, um, this album really gave me a, a, just a, a deeper appreciation and awareness for Florence, I think. Yeah. Um, she's definitely someone who, like, I wanted to see live before, and, you know, listening to this has only made that feeling stronger. I really do want to see her live. Um, I think you can. I think I can. She is coming. And she, she's, she's coming. actually performing at, like, a good venue for this. She's yeah. performing at XL Theater, oh. which is that, like, the Roy Wilkins Auditorium, I think. Is it? I think it's the Roy Wilkins. I yeah. do like that venue. It's a little grungy and weird, but I like it. It's a big, almost like it's, like, a half size of Armory. Yeah. But, like, it's it's the right... There's a stage. It's not mm-hmm. like a repurposed. It's really like focus in. That's where I saw um, Sam Smith when he first oh, came. Okay, okay. Um, but I think it'll be a good venue for her. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, overall, I felt like this was like a really interesting story to to go through. Um, I find myself going back to it. I did order it on vinyl. And it's at my house right now, so... Well, it arrived quicker than your um, oh, Doja Cat album. That's for sure. I'm, I'm going to check on that after this. It's I'm probably gonna, just been sitting down there. It's in a parcel someone. pending right now. <laughs> I'm going to call someone on that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a bot for me. That's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to ask before, um, or just talk about before we, we go to the next step. Mm-hmm. Do you think Little Mix will be back? Is that what you're going to No, oh, no. Okay. We are like now almost an hour into the podcast and it's just wow. us. And I was I like literally ADD brain. I went and thought about like, do you like, do you, I can never tell when I'm in like a, a party at a party or the bar or wherever, whether it's like me that doesn't know how to hold conversation <laughs> Or whether it's other people that don't know how to hold a conversation. Mm-hmm. But, like, sometimes I feel... Like, do you ever feel like you're just, like, grasping at straws with someone? Like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. And, like, this is so hard. But, yeah, we can, like, chat for an hour yeah. about, like, the most random shit. Yeah. I It doesn't feel like an hour, I'll tell you that. And it definitely doesn't feel like shit. I like that. That was nice. <laughs> But do you, do you know what I'm talking about where I you're just do, like, I, I do. we've introduced ourselves to each other and, um, it's like the first minute of every zoom call. It was so good to meet you. I'm yeah. going to go anywhere, but here. Yeah. I mean, first minute of any zoom call. Hey, how's your date? How's it going? Literally. I hate being the first on the zoom call. I, I will always try and arrive a couple minutes late just cause yeah. I can't, I can't <sighs> do that. Because then you're designated as the, hey, so-and-so, when someone new comes in. Every fucking time. I'm it. done. I'm I done with it. that. I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. I, yeah, <laughs> like, 
I don't know. I'd rather be like a, an innocent bystander in the background. That's all I 100%. want. 100%. Camera off, mic off. All of it off. 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 But yeah, that's that's a that on that. I just wanted, I was thinking about it and I thought, you know what? I want to bring that up. I want to put that, put that out in the universe. Leaders, if you're listening and you feel the same way, yeah. please um, pull out your, your phones and put your, um, your flashlights on and shine them up bright so I can see them. And then write a five-star review. Oh, wow. There are so many lights. I can't believe it's it. It's incredible. That's just a sign up. that none of us are alone here. We, can, we all go through the same stuff. And that's the true tea. Okay, put your phones away. Okay, put them away. Put them Turn away. Them off. If you put your phone on again, I am going to come down there and I'm going to take it. I'm going to throw it in the river and it's going to be not working anymore. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cell phones, did we get any five-star reviews out of that press event? The Little Mix concert? You know what? Did we forget? We forgot to ask people. Wow. Okay, well... Next time. Next time. Next time. Speaking of, we did get a five-star review that I liked very much. Was it the one that... Did, the Bronco dude? <laughs> didn't we? I think we talked about that last week. Did we talk yeah, about We talked about that last week. Are yes. you sure? No, I, was, I think you posted it on your story, but I don't think we talked about it. Did we? Anyways, I like No, the, we totally did. We totally did. did. We? we totally did. <laughs> yeah, we totally well, it's did. it's still on my mind, and I think we should put it on a, a t-shirt. <laughs> Okay, you know the full story though, right? Like, nope. <laughs> literally, Scott Likens, I grab his phone at the bar. I Shut up, he's you like, wrote that? he's like, I don't know what to write. <laughs> and I go, well, as long like I will write something, and you can just say whether or not it's true. I mean, look at me being all tickled at the thought of someone writing in saying mediocre personalities, <laughs> but. The taste of music, out of this world. <laughs> I I had a great time. I love writing those things. I love I'm, writing reviews. I'm gooped. Yeah, it was me. Wow. And I even like wrote the username for him. He's like, oh, how did you know I'm... I, I go by Bronco Dude. Bronco Dude 69 or whatever. 246. Oh, 246. <laughs> yes, of course. 245 were taken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Wow. Learn something new every day. You learn something new every day. <laughs> if it, and leaders, if you're listening and you have been scared to write a, a five star review, look, life is short. You know, just find me in Minneapolis. I I won't bite. I might yeah. not be able to hold a long conversation with you, but we have one topic at hand, and that's I'll write you a review. Yeah, on my podcast. Period. <laughs> Period. That's it. So, Aaron, you know, let's bring it back to Dance Fever. Um, what was your top bop of the album? You know, I one thing I hate doing, like it, it still bothers me, but I sometimes you, you just end up falling into the camp because it's a good song. Yeah, is choosing a single. Sometimes it's unavoidable, babe. But I think this single in particular, it really encompasses the album really well. It is it asks some kind of poignant questions. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it also has like a, a fun beat, and it really stood out to me as like a good song, and that was um, King. King, okay, first track on the album. Let's take a listen. We'll be right back.
king. Mm. She ain't no mother. She ain't no bride. She's king. She's king. Um, do you think that that song was about her embodying Martin Luther King? Yeah. Like no Absolutely. other. Yeah, that's what I got out of it too. Yeah, right away. Um, nothing right away. else. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. yeah. Done. Done. But top song. Yeah, that's great. So mine was <laughs> no. Uh, I I I think um, what I I really liked about the song was it. It was almost it's it's the anthem of I need to prioritize me and what makes me happy. Yes. And you, as my partner, need to not just be okay with it, but like come along with me for it and not judge me for maybe not making the same decisions as everyone else. Yeah. So I think she was kind of like, I think Florence, um, when she was talking about the song, she mentions that she's like, not sure if she wants kids or if like, if she could prioritize, not just because of, um, like having a kid and the responsibility, but like having, that much kind of love mm-hmm. that she has to to be outpouring like she doesn't feel like she has the capacity for it and um yeah i think that this this song just in particular um tells a really meaningful message and it's very it, it definitely is a personal story that she's telling herself about mm-hmm. like it's okay about that but i think overall um it also has a, a good beat, and I love the pause before we get the, <laughs> what, like for whatever it is. Good. And he, there's something so lovely about uh, uh, someone who you you get the vocalization in the recorded version, and you know that when you see it live, it's going to be just as good, probably like or better, <laughs> or better, yeah, like full orchestra, you oh. know, like. So good. Backup singers, mm-hmm. me dancing on yeah. stage. Aaron, backup singer. Backup probably. singing. Probably. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my top bob. And I'm sticking to it. And like, ugh, this is the kind of songwriting that I love the most. Where like, just from the very beginning when she's talking about, you know, how they're arguing in the kitchen. They're talking about whether they want to have children about the world ending, the scale of my ambition, and what is art really worth? Like, I right. love that kind of songwriting. It just, uh, yeah. Because it, there, I just. It's big questions. It's big questions. You can kind of paint the, the picture for yourself and like put yourself in that situation and like, right. ah, I just love it. One of the things that they, that, that, because you know, Pitchfork, like when they're going to dig in, they dig oh, they're in. They're really going to dig in. But they're going to dig in artfully. Like, the, yeah. The words that they use, like, are like <laughs> the perfect descriptor. They were talking about, like, one of the things that Florence is good at with this album is making ideas that were like that that are pretty generic ideas that mm-hmm. people have written plenty of songs about and making yeah. it feel like she's the only one that's ever exactly. felt it. Exactly. It's so good. And I'm just like <sighs> you know what? Yeah, she did she did do she that. Did that. She, there are songs that I'm like, yeah, this isn't original, but yeah. the way you're putting it makes it sound like it's something that you uniquely went through. Right. And you can feel that like while not unique, it was obviously very personal. And right. like you can right. you feel that like dripping right. out of her. Right. Oh, so good. So it. good. Yeah. 
What about you, Simon? So, um, King for me was also a top contender. Um, but I ultimately went with the song My Love. Well, let's give My Love a listen. Let's do it. Bioshock video game and was like, it's going up on the album mood board. It's gonna be one of the one of the one of the pictures on the mood board. Um, I do remember seeing this music video pretty early on, definitely before the album came out. I think it was second. I think it went King and then it went My Love. I think you're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, I was really drawn in just by the like costume design, the set like art direction and set direction of the video. Um, it really just drew me in. Um. I don't know if like lyrically this is my number one. I just, with the amount of time I've spent with this album, it was the one that my heart was like, this is your current top bop. It's it's, it's probably the most, out of the songs, the most dancey. For sure. Definitely the the easiest to digest from that perspective. And mm-hmm. I, I think this is probably the perfect song for that Pitchfork review <laughs> of like, this is literally the COVID song. Yeah. Like, I can't work. I can't do anything. Where do I put mm-hmm. my time? All of my friends are getting sick. Buildings like, are empty. Sky's empty. Mama. Billboards, billboards are empty. No one's doing shit. No one's doing any shit. We were yeah. doing shit, though. We yeah. were on this podcast. That's right. <laughs> we, even had, we even had some lesser known Zoom episodes. <laughs> <laughs> they were fun while they lasted. They were definitely there. Yeah. And they're, you know what? There were, there were good content There's in those good episodes. Content. Just the, you know, the sound quality. Again, we are hiring an audio engineer intern. Pay is uh, negotiable. Um, College credit. College credit. If you can convince your college. I think you have to convince your college. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like I think the reason I didn't choose it for my top op is probably just because the... I liked that she bought me into the COVIDness of the whole thing, but it mm-hmm. didn't feel like anything. It almost felt like it related to that one lyric about her being like the world, like I have huge problems and everything <laughs> sucks, but like nothing bad really ever happened to you. It's like almost yeah. like the same kind of, of like girl, whatever <laughs> like you're gonna be fine like yeah who- there's definitely melodrama oh in yeah. this one. Oh yeah and I, you gotta love that about her though she like really commits in these videos she's right. acting i love it mm-hmm. it's great it it was it was um they're fun videos they are yeah. fun kind of um visuals to see um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah you know what um Usually isn't fun. What? Biggest flop. They're usually not. Usually not fun. Um, like you said, choosing a biggest flop for this album was kind of tough. It was, yeah. I, you know, I really like the album. Not perfect, but a very good album. And I do feel like everything is there kind of for a reason. Um, but given that I have to choose one, I just had to go with what my mind immediately went to. And it was the song Back in Town. 
Yeah. Yeah. I could I could see that being a, yeah being a tougher one. Is it is that the one where um, there's a pretty long pause mm. before it even starts? Like there's just this like this gap or the song before it, like where you're just like, I, am I done like, with the album? Did I did my iPhone? This pause? was pretty quick, you know. Yeah, because <laughs> there's there is a song on the album that does that, and I can't remember which one it is, but it, like I it honestly is. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> There's a pretty long pause, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Aaron? What was yours? You know, the song the song for me that just didn't really do it was Heaven Is Here. Um, oh, okay, okay. It didn't it didn't really, like, make a whole bunch of, of sense to me. It didn't really feel like I was able to grasp it. That doesn't mean I'm not going to grasp it, but, yeah. like, in the time I had. It's just not doing it for, for you right now. Not doing it for me right now. And that's fine. Mm. And that's all. That's that's the end of that album. Well, Aaron, not only did we get through an album review, we got through that little mix. Concert <laughs> press, review. press event. Press event. I want press to, event. I really want to emphasize that we are press. Yeah. Um we were press and we are um starting that career for us. Absolutely. You gotta manifest, as we learned and have been learning throughout our life. Manifest your own reality. Sorry. Um, final part of of Bopper Flop has mm-hmm. always been single obsession. Mm-hmm. Do you think we should do it this week? I mean, we might as well. We're here. Should we ask the fans? What do you think, guys? Do you want to hear single <laughs> obsessions of the week? Come on, let's hear it. Oh, you could do more than that. Come you could do more than that. Louder. <laughs> and okay. Sig- okay. And now Sigrid's here. She's pointing a gun at the audience. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> Whoa, 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 Sigrid. Sigrid, (laughs) settle down. We don't do things like that here. (laughs) Not on this podcast. Simon, what's been your single obsession of the week? So I don't know if you know the group Flight Facilities, Aaron. No, I don't. You don't? Okay, I think you'd like them. Um, But they have a couple, like, really well-known songs. They've been kind of, like, in my periphery for a while, and they just came into my life again. There's a song called Heavy, and it's featuring Your Smith, and... Flight. I love your Smith. I yeah. love your Smith. And Flight Facilities is really like, once you've heard a few of their songs, I feel like you'll really understand what their vibe is. It's just like chill pop vibes, very much what I'm into. And they've really been doing it for me this week. I'm I'm adding heavy to my library. I Perfect. love your Smith so much. Excellent. Oh my gosh. I'm adding a whole album. Forever. Oh my God. It looks like it's like all artists that I, I would enjoy. Well, okay. I'm adding a whole album. Okay, all right. Well, let me know what you think. And for me, um, I think we talked last week that Tovlo has been mm. releasing bop after bop after bop. Bop City. And I'm getting nervous that I'm going to get too worn out on the singles, and I'm not going to be able to review <laughs> the album because I'll have a tainted view. And so I said, no more new singles. I'm not listening to them anymore. Okay. But it made me go, I'm going to go back and listen to the old stuff. There you go. And I am not kidding you. I am obsessed with um, a song that I forgot about and probably never even gave time of day to. Mm-hmm. The song I'm Coming from her album yeah. um, Sunshine Kitty. Yeah. It is it's just... It's a good one. Well, it's it's like an encapsulation of that moment of when you are like having sex <laughs> and you are <laughs> so close to, to coming and you are yeah. like... Almost like I like your oxytocin. I'm it's like there. 
no, it's like I'm I'm like I love you. Oh, like you know, like there's that that there's the oxytocin that comes yeah. out, and when you're yeah. like near climax, and you're uh-huh. like, this is like the best, and it, it it's truly about that like yeah. exact moment. Yeah. And the fact that she was able to encapsulate it and the way that she sings I'm Coming yeah. is very much her getting into that buildup of exactly that like yes. oxytocin rush. Mm. I would say an overlooked song on an underappreciated album. Tovlo just is underappreciated, period. period. We stand Tovlo in this I house. cannot wait to review her album when it comes out. <sighs> oh. Very excited. Very um, excited. Mm. Well, Simon, if people want to find you, sure, that's their prerogative. Yes. It's not. Uh, it's not forced on them. Yeah, not like me at the bar with five star reviews. Yeah, it's quite the opposite. If they want to, if mm-hmm. they just are curious, who is the man behind the voice? Wow. Where Where should they go? Mm. Well, they should go then straight to Instagram.com and type in the realist Simon. Um, and if you're so inclined and you want to get a glimpse into my music taste here, uh, I have a Spotify playlist called I Love This Playlist. How about you, Aaron? So, Simon, um, when they when they, they go to your profile, yeah. what are they going to see? On my Spotify? No, my Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. <laughs> my Instagram, they're probably going to see um, a lot of skin. They're going to see um, a link to our podcast in the description, obviously. Um, and, and they're, they're going to see the lock see... button because your oh. profile is locked. Oh, that too. Yeah, there is a rigorous <laughs> screening process. But I was going to will... say also my cats, but you're right. They have to get through that. You you will you will see <laughs> the skin via your profile picture. Sure. Just you will little. see the link. You'll see the link. But you'll see a big old lock, and you got to get to, like, the third level of our Patreon to be able to ever... Yeah. And that's... Get gonna, that follow back. That's going to cost you. So... Uh, yeah. How about you, Aaron? Where can they find you? Um, you can find me um, at the Aaron on all socials. Um, you can find me maybe sometimes doing some post-bar um, content on our Bopper Flop Instagram, Bopper yeah. Flop Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it helps us find the album we're going to review. Yeah, sometimes. And if you feel like you want to be, I know we didn't do a guest this episode, which is always a fun one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be a guest, send in your audition tape. Yeah, send in the res. We, we have a long, long inbox, but we would be more than happy to consider you. Yeah, we will consider all applications. And maybe you'll be on. Who knows? Maybe. Well, Simon, this has been super fun. Um, even with just the two of us, we still somehow um, have an episode that <laughs> goes over an hour. Goes over an hour. Um, hopefully, people are expecting that at this point, and hopefully, people tune in. Time flies when you're having fun. Haters, back off. We're hoping to be back next week. We'll see. We'll see. All, All right. right. Bye. Bye.